This is the We Talk Nerd Podcast. A podcast sponsored by PixelPubGaming.com. This podcast is about everything nerd covering games, movies, comics, and technology. Now, now it's time, time to, to get, get nerdy. nerdy. I'm your host, Brandon, and gaming this year is looking bright. I'm Andrew. Take my money, services. I'm Rob, and I like my podcast as a service. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> from this point on in the podcast, we're going to need everybody to pay 99 cents to get the rest of the show. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> EA. Or you have to listen in slow mode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, this week we're going to talk a little bit about uh, games as service versus uh, the other way you play games, which is the old archaic style of not as a service. <laughs> um, and yeah, just kind of some general gaming in 2019, since that's pretty much all gaming is now. Um, but yeah. I guess that's the strategy, though, for these big businesses is wanting to get into that market of gaming services, right? There's a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of time spent. A lot of tactics around trying to get people to spend the money in these services. It's all it's I'll, where they're wanting to go. I blame MMOs and League of Legends. It's all kind of stemmed <laughs> from them. Actually, it's the early days. I, I I can agree with you there. World of Warcraft was how how old now? What? Uh, gosh, I think we're coming up on fifteen years or something. Like it's yeah. And guess what? I'm still playing it. Still playing. Yeah. yeah, I think it might have started with like Ultima Online, and it's and they were thinking, yeah. hey, someone would buy your game, but then they would keep buying and it, keep forever, paying for it, yep, and they would never stop buying it. And I think has anybody that was been successful though? What's that? As as well, has anybody ever been as successful in it as well? Was maybe The Sims, maybe yeah. maybe EverQuest, you know, that sort of thing. Oh no, no, definitely not EverQuest because EverQuest is you know much much earlier than world of war world of warcraft is on its 15th year right so i mean yeah you got 15 years of people paying 15 bucks a month it's the 15 for 15 special and <laughs> yep. th there's no stop yep. to this i mean there are people just as excited including on the show about these new releases yes um, as maybe they were when the original you know first came out that's how they get you really i mean and the, we, we pay the 15 dollars because we know the content's coming Mm -hmm. And that's that's and that's great. That's a great service. Um, now, some people, as we know, have failed at this model. Um, just recently, there's a lot of <laughs> <I guess. laughs> uh, a lot of risk involved with these games and services. There's a lot of risk. Uh, there is the biggest one uh, so far. I would say this year, at least, um, that w had a very very bright future and burned out very very quickly, uh, would have been Anthem. And uh, kind of going back to some roots in the news foray of stuff, uh, they announced today that they are putting a uh, indefinite hold on their roadmap. Not necessarily to say that they're killing the game off or not doing these things. Uh, they're just not going to stick to their uh, scheduled releases, and they don't really know when they're going to release this stuff. That's right. So yeah, really, but it's not looking good. It's not looking good. And that's that's a, that's like you said, an attempt and a risk. Um, you know, they have they put a big name Bioware behind a games of service that thought was going to be good. They they took a a nice like Iron Man approach and a new world and like fly mechanics, but in the end, it then they didn't serve enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not successful. 
I'm just going to say it now. Um, Bioware's name doesn't carry as much weight as it used to. Yeah, makes sense. It does. And neither does EA have uh, good tactics in the games of services realm from uh, last year, right? Battlefront 2. But Battlefront 2 has kind of been kind of changing here recently. Uh, Shroud even started streaming a little bit. It's kind of come back into a more positive light. Because hey, they're continuing. Sea of Thieves doing something similar too. Wow. Yeah, see if he's got a cool new expansion on the horizon. Very nice, very nice. So, that, I mean, there is a chance for these these games that uh, don't really pan out at launch to kind of make a recovery, but it is a very hard road. Uh, you really have to please the players that do stick around. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the and free I- price point for some games works, Sea of Thieves. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And in this case, true. Division is still basically sixty dollars up front, and you get all the content until whenever they say. But we do have that uh, the you know Mass Effect Andromeda, that did have a you know future planned out, but because of how poorly it was received, it you know they could have stopped all that, and that wasn't even a game as a service. That was your you know standard uh, standard single player game. Well, I think all games that EA makes nowadays like that, any other big tentpole games, they're going to be considered something as a service anyway. I mean, you've got the online multiplayer, you've got the loot boxes and everything else. I mean, it's they've got their hooks in, uh, whether it's the content or whatever. I um I purchased the Recruit Edition, and I can't remember if they had promised some amount of content that I never got or, or what the deal was, but um, there was there was something going on where it just, yeah, they never really went forward with the game. It was just like, well, now we got to start over. Mm. Right. But going on with those, those single players, but the add on expansions, there have been games that have been very successful in that. Right. Like the Witcher three is a really good example. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, they yeah. added on, on, added on, tacked on all of these expansions that prolong the gaming life for, you know, could be like, I think it was two years. Like people were still playing it. They are still making updates. I mean, they did like a 4K update for Xbox and the game had been out for three and a half years at that point. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the latest expansion had been maybe a few few months before that. But The Witcher is a perfect example of the single player purity of games where you put down your $60, you get a game that you're going to play for a long time. And when there's more of the game to be played, they they tell you how much it's going to cost, and and that's what you pay. But otherwise, I mean, I think the uncertainty of a lot of these games as a service is something that really should be looked at with really a lot of concern. You know, if I was a diehard Anthem fan, invested a lot of time and effort and energy into it, um, I'm feeling kind of dumb right now. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So yeah, maybe like the strategies. I mean, let's see, let's just put it in perspective. All of these big companies are experimenting at this point. Some people have it right, some people have it wrong, they have the formulas down. We don't they, they don't really know, so they're they're constantly trying to 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 find that perfect um formula. Like for, it is the new field. Yeah. And then for instance, like just just going along with uh, what Rob said, but also with a single player experience, is Shadow of War tried to merge the two together where they're just kinda like, Okay, well we have we want to prolong it with some cosmetics but also prolong the gameplay with a little bit of you know extra money and and like service that didn't quite work out because they reverted it that's that's doing it wrong yeah they they reverted (laughs) all of that 
what um, they did was a huge disservice to the game. I mean, you had three excellent single player acts starting off, and then you had this microtransaction slugfest to finish the game and actually properly beat it. And there's a lot of people like, never like finish the game all the way. They put like a big grinding, uh, like a big, uh, put a grind gate, I would say, in a single player game, which you don't ever, yeah. a grind you would see and say like, wow or destiny or anthem or the division where you know you grind out for you know a couple of points in your gear score they put that in a game that's just about story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right right which is another and that was an experiment yeah definitely an experiment a failed experiment at that so it... but they did correct it they did correct mm-hmm. it which is good eventually <laughs> but we actually we actually have a more recent example of uh just this week with uh mortal Kombat that we were talking about just a little mm-hmm. bit I've I've already seen a little bit of you know some backlash about the the was it called a uh, crypts or tower mm-hmm. uh you know it's all single player from there but it is like we we're saying a grindy experience where you have to grind up consumables and coins and that kind of thing and it requires a whole lot to be able to progress further into the the system yeah but to to be fair I mean that is cosmetics that's um. That you know, they've brought up a little bit of the pay-to-win strategy, saying like, okay, if you if you pay and you unlock a particular character, um, then you have that available to you, and maybe someone who doesn't pay it doesn't have it, so they're at a disadvantage. Um, but I think that's just how Mortal Kombat's always been. I mean, it's not a competitive, plat- you know, fighting game. I don't think it ever will be because of its you know monetization strategy. Right. Um, I played Mortal Kombat uh, XL. Um, and before even when it was just X and not XL and I went through the crypt and unlocked a good amount of it, but there became a point where it was, okay, this is going to be some grind. This is going to be some, you know, you're going to have to put money into it to be able to unlock everything. And I just stopped doing that. So a lot of it's just your willpower on, okay, well, how much time and how much money are you willing to invest in something that you are maybe enjoying? Yeah, so are they seeing a trend? Like, are these companies seeing a trend of players that want to spend the money for convenience purposes? And maybe that's why they are actually implementing these in the games. They wouldn't implement this just, you know, on a whim. There has to be some money involved. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, definitely. They the numbers point to it. As much as everyone complains about microservices or microtransactions, uh, they work. They That's work how and they we make buy. Most of their money. Yeah, and yeah. we keep buying it no matter <laughs> how much we hate it. We, we, we make them justify it. And you know, a lot of that came from the whole iPhone app or just the app yeah. games in general with the shortcuts and all I that. I think you're right. But I do remember seeing even as far back as Battlefield 3, they came out with the quick, you know, that you could unlock all the guns and perks and stuff for different classes if you bought this quote unquote DLC. Mm hmm. Which they're doing now with like revisited versions. I know basically like just games out there, single player experiences. Dark Souls is a perfect example. You have these editions, right? You have the basic edition when it comes out, and then the everything edition when everything else comes out. So they're yeah, they're like doing that constantly, years, right? right? Or like you said, XL, like the XL version had everything in it. Or mm-hmm. in, in in today's world, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate it gives you everything. <laughs> that gives you everything right away, but like it gives you more. Remake. Good guy, Nintendo. Yes. Oh yeah. So there's a there's a one outlier I think that needs to be said, and this is a truly sixty dollar experience. And the developer has basically said there's no DLC, and that's God of War, right? 
And that's a that's the single right. play experience that maybe people want to buy into. They just know that it's going to be a great great, and then that's, that's that's the story, and that's it. And to me, that was a fantastic experience. I would do that. I would I buy that again. I think it's a lot of those. Those a lot of the Sony exclusives are. I like that. Yeah. Well, I think we had Horizon pushback. You know, hey, I bought this console, I bought your game, and now you're trying to, you know, hit me for this stuff because Microsoft doesn't really do much with the microtransactions either, with the exception of Forza Horizon and the Forza games. Mm-hmm. They they don't really have a lot of, you know, add-ons and and stuff. Any of their first party stuff is typically, um, you know, pay for it once and you get everything, regardless of whether or not it's a good game. Uh, usually they're not. Whenever it, whenever it rarely does come out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> when it very yes. rarely comes very out. Very we'll elusive Xbox exclusive, right? <laughs> right. Halo, please. Halo Infinite, please be good, basically. That's all they matter. For those who are wondering, they have come out and said that there will be no Battle Royale modes in Halo. So good <laughs> to me for all you people that are hating battle royales. Don't worry about that. So like going back on just seeing the numbers and everything, I'll just put it this way. All I'm playing right now is game services. I haven't picked up a single player experience in a, over a month. Um, although I do enjoy them. It's just one of those times where game of services just sucks in my time. I want to invest more time into it and I enjoy it and I'll pay the money for it. Yeah, How about you that's guys? The important thing. You know, I, I'll I'll pick it up and say, I I find a lot of times games as services really don't respect my time as much. They respect your money. They respect though. my money, and they're certainly willing to take <laughs> that. And and I'm willing to put it out for a game that I want to support. You know, uh, playing through Destiny the first time, you know, first one I was disappointed in the initial launch, but the expansions were good, and I was you know happy to you know put a little bit more into it. And even when they opened up the silver thing for the you know, the special dances or whatever, I thought, okay, I'll drop five bucks and, you know, help support the game. Um, but I think we've seen it go, you know, far beyond that nowadays where it's, you know, it's a constant stream of coins, consumables, grind, or credit cards. Season uh, passes. You, yeah. yeah. Advancing you through the games. And, and to a point where, you know, when you bring up a game like God of War, that is always top of the line, in terms of just entertainment and then you got something like destiny 2 where they really betrayed the trust i mean it wasn't a polished game when it came out it wasn't finished um it was lacking so much content and they were saying hey look we're going to engage and keep you guys here and we're going to promise you more things but it really took you know the community just rebelling before things finally got better and that took that took time, and I'm really surprised Destiny Two survived it. Um, I, yep. I think some people might say it, you know, it isn't, um, but I think it's just because it's the only game in town. That's uh, why it's hmm. still sticking around. Yep, I think you're absolutely right. How about you, well, Man, Brennan? Yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say I'm strictly sticking to those whole uh, games of services right now. I have been playing a bit of Anno a lot. Um, which isn't necessarily to say it's a single player experience, but I'm a big, huge fan of single player experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually thinking about getting this Days Gone game that's coming out, which is the next uh, PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, well, track but, record uh, tells you that's going to be a fantastic game. Hopefully, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see how the response is on it, but uh, yeah, I'll probably check that out. 
but uh you know i like to spend a little bit of time in these games of services uh because i do i do like to have that feeling of being like kind of matter in like a global like kind of like out of all these people i rank up here you know in this kind of in this kind of space mm-hmm. but but then at times i kind of just want to you know to sit back and be more i guess draw back be you know more i guess inclusive with my experience so talking a little bit more about some of the single player experiences that are out there that are kind of captivating the time i mean you don't, they're not really your big titles but if you have something like the game pass from microsoft then you've seen a lot of single player experiences come your way for really no cost um, to to try them out. Uh, things like that mutant uh, year zero um, mm-hmm. was a quality you know tactics game, um, very much a single player experience. Um, Zen Studios, are you guys familiar with them? Uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, because they're they've made your pinball FX two game. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, their yeah. follow-up game was, of course, a uh, pinball three-based uh, dungeon crawler. Oh, okay. Oh, that's uh, the next called Operencia, and Operencia is actually a very fun, well-produced, very high-polished game. I mean, there's great puzzles involved. There's a a pretty cool story in there, and in in general, it's just it looks really good. It's a lot of fun to play. So again, that's a game that just came with the Game Pass. Um, I think people just have kind of forgotten that there's games to play that don't necessarily, rec- you know, require you to log in and check with your clan or to, you know, grind out some dailies to uh, to something progress. something that you can play for like two months and then finish and not sure. go back to. Or even like yeah. to your point is it doesn't ha- they don't have to be AAA experiences. There's plenty of just games are coming out that have a lot of good reviews that, you know, have a backing to them. Sure. Well, when you talk about AAA experience, I mean, that is, if you're talking about just production, yeah, that's tough because, I mean, you're talking about multi-billion, you know, multi-million dollar budgets and everything. And some rumors are like as much as like Hollywood movies, right? But I've never played a game like The Return of the Obra Dinn, like I played last year, and, and it's stuck in my head like that has, you know? Um, and yeah, that's a good point. certainly yeah. the division, you know, doesn't do that. And that took years and, you know, a lot of time and a lot of effort. And it was, you know, six times the price of that game, but that's the game that I would look back to and say, man, I really had a great time playing that. What a, what an incredible experience that was. Right. And, and I would say like for a large community, Stardew Valley is one of those things and it's now on every platform. They're still making content drops. And that's mm-hmm. a indie game, single player experience. I think yeah. the guy actually put the next game on hold a little bit to go back and make more content for Stardew Valley. Oh, People can't get enough of it. <laughs> they cannot get enough of it. It's a fun game. Yeah, I guess the, there's one last like game that I think does, spans every single part and is not yet released and has millions of dollars, and that's Star Citizen. Like that's is that a game of service? Will it be a game of service, or is it's it just like a game of service? It's a, <laughs> as it currently sits, it's definitely a game it's, of service. Yeah, it's, it's pay it's for your vacuum shit. in your wallet as a <laughs> yeah. game. I mean, it's yeah. People have paid thousands of dollars for you know particular ships and everything. It's interesting what they're doing, but I mean, if if you back the game, you're already able to go out and play it. 
and roam around the galaxy and do some things. It's not a, a fully fleshed out experience, but you know, there's something there. I mean, they didn't take your money and run there. There's development going on, but yeah, it's, um, you can't feel good about it. If you dropped a lot of money for these ships, because you probably dropped that money in like 2012, 2013. And, you know, here we are six years on later. And the game's still, still <laughs> you know, I brought that up. Two betas. <laughs> I brought that up just because I played the alpha two years ago, just like just the flight experience. And I was like, okay, well, it's great. But when's it coming out? And where's the full experience? People play People are still paying into this to see or just play it just to get a touch of it. And mm-hmm. It's not even the full game that's out. So people have the money. People want to consume uh, stuff that they enjoy. And I guess people, I guess the big companies are just going to strategize enough against it. You know, if we, again, we push more more money to it, they'll come up with better strategies to to get that. And that's the service right now. Yeah. I think the best and worst job to have right now would be a a game developer. And by that, I mean, (laughs) you're going to face like constant criticism. You're going to be called every word under the sun. But you pretty much get to just take people's money based upon reputations you may or may not have earned. I mean, studios get bought and sold and, you know, merged and and everything else. And yeah, I mean, it's hard to say whether or not a game is going to be good anymore based upon the the studio that releases it. Like, you've got this new uh, uh, Jedi game coming out by Respawn. Mm -hmm. You know, that should be AAA title all the way. But, you know, it's EA. Can we talk about how weird it is to have Bioware put out this multiplayer game as a service game when they're known for these big (laughs) RPGs, and then they have Respawn, who's known for their multiplayer games and you know all that good stuff, come out with the single player game. Yeah, I will get I will give Respawn credit; they did an incredible job with Titanfall Two campaign. They did. It's odd to see. It's very odd to see. Yeah, I mean, I think Respawn's a great studio, so I'm very curious to see what this Jedi game would look like, but I'm over any kind of pre-orders from EA, uh, especially with, you know, it was a whim, bad decision. I was like, sure, I'll just go ahead and pre-order Anthem. What's the worst that could happen? And I never <laughs> played it, and it sounds like I was better off just never playing it than than putting any time into it. Maybe they'll turn that around say it's, and prove me wrong. I would say it's good enough to play, but I wouldn't say I want to invest a lot of time well, into is it. Is it better than the other games I'm enjoying right now? Like this, this game is that, satisfactory. Yeah, it's it's very satisfactory to play. I mean, you get a lot of. <laughs> it's in the name. Oh, it's right there in the name. It, it scratches a lot of itches. It's basically adult Minecraft, and that's so, a it's a lot of fun. Operencia so is a great kinda... fantasy dungeon crawler you know with with good production values and uh you know interesting storyline let's talk we're, we're about halfway through the year mm-hmm. what has been your guys's favorite game and wh- what are you like looking forward to for the rest of the year hmm. yeah so division two i already know it like right there and i'm looking forward to the patches that are coming out because i dropped i dropped the 90 dollars version to get the early experience um, but uh-huh. if for any normal player, sixty dollars, they get the same thing I do, right? And they're getting all the content. Uh, I put I think over a hundred hours already into it, so really enjoying it still. I'm looking forward. To, what are you? What are you? What are you looking? For? Looking forward to Borderlands Three. 
I really hope they continue along with their their expansion model, their DLC model, and not go into service or anything like an online experience. I really they're going to have the online experience for the four player. That's always been a staple for them. But I do want their storyline driven DLC. That's what they're known for, and that's what yeah, I love. I, I would agree. I'd rather Borderlands keep the whole kind of like you can play this game by yourself. It's not a games of services. It's just a game with the looter aspect to it. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, um, it'd be disappointing to like log in and be in the tower of <laughs> Borderlands. And, They're gonna name it and just make know. fun of Destiny. I'll, I'd be okay yeah. with that too. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the village. This is where all of us ended yeah. up. <laughs> you join up with your other vault hunters and head on out. No, I'm 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 really worried about Borderlands Three, mainly because it's worrisome. If you look at the um, at what gearbox has been doing just lately i mean they've been in kind of in trouble for a lot of things lately mm. um, i won't get too much into it but i mean you know there there there's talks of like inappropriately using money there's talks about like the ceo randy pritchard you know doing some some weird stuff i mean it's you know allegedly you know i don't have any facts and i'm not gonna you know portray any but just as a, in general the the company seems to be on somewhat loose footing. So I'm, I'm watching this with a bit of skepticism until it actually comes out and we'll see, you know, how it's received and, and ultimately what it, what ends up being. Cause I'm not sure exactly what it's going to be. I don't think it will be that game from 2012, you know, spiritual successor. It has to be. That being said, Rob, what has been your favorite game this so far? Uh, my game of the year is Vermintide two. Oh, nice! Probably <laughs> nice. followed up by uh, Titanfall to uh, campaign. Isn't, isn't those uh, games from last year? Um, and probably the year before. I'm just saying that right before. now, I'm I've been a little underwhelmed by the big games mm-hmm. uh, that have come out. I've had more fun with um, uh, older with games. older games. I'll, I'll throw it out there. Um, probably the best game I've played this year. Um, oh man, that's that's going to be tough. It I, the ones that are sticking with me right now are like Operantia and um, Satisfactory. Both of those are indie yeah, both games. Both of those are in uh, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call them indie games. Uh Operantia's, you know, with with uh, Zen Studios is a pretty big pretty big publishing. What would you call it triple A? I wouldn't call it triple A. It's a it's a B title. Um yeah. I was playing a indie's a very loose term nowadays. Well and when you talk about a B title, you know, you look at games like Call of Cthulhu, that wouldn't be a triple A title. That'd be a you know a B title, and that's a fun game, and you know that's well done, um, but it's not a you know it's it's a premium game only at launch, and then it drops very quickly to like that you know forty dollar or thirty dollar range. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is you've named a bunch of games that you can get through, and I've only named basically one game that I've been playing, and then maybe another is Anthem and Division this year. So it, it just goes to show game of services a lot of time into it and then of course you can have the single player experiences and split them up and basically have more experiences but it's all up to you you can you can bail out of a single player game if it's not for you um Mm -hmm. you know it's when you're in a games with as a service then you are you have to invest your time what you put in is what you get out right so you know to get your loot to get your character to get everything you know, grind it up to the highest levels to get your light level maxed out. You know, you've you've got to go and 
put in a solid amount of time to do that. And if you enjoy the game, then that's great. If you don't, then or you're, you're basically grinding away your time. And I did that for a while where I felt just compelled to play because, you know, friends were playing and I didn't really want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I, now I'd say I probably agree with Andrew on this. So far, uh, just out of, you know, not saying out of uh, actual quality or anything, but a game I've put the most time in so far this year and had probably the, you know, more fun than any other game has probably been the Division 2. Um, I've put a lot of hours in a very short amount of time into that, you know, compared to the other games. I don't think it'll be my game of the year by the end of the year because I am more of a single player fan. Um, You know, with that being said, I'm looking forward to like star, like I'm looking forward to the star Wars game. I'm very uh, optimistic about it. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to be flawless. I think there's a big chance for it to be terrible, but you know, I, I want it to be good, and I think that it has the potential to be very mm-hmm. good. Well, if they could give us the experience that we got with the Titanfall 2 campaign, that would be probably the oh, best yeah. Star Wars game ever made. I also think you have millions look- of people behind you on that one. They really want to see this succeed. I'm looking forward to Luigi's Mansion 3. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to fight I me was a big... on the uh, Star Wars game, that it wasn't going to be the best of all yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like I'm like, star like Star Wars just itself is a kind of a title that's become very iffy with me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything I take I want to take with a grain of salt because there's no telling how it could turn out. But at the same time, it is an EA game. Um, but you know, the, you know they could be good. There are some EA games that do turn out to be good, and I hope this is one. Sure. Of them. Well, hopefully, we can hear you know your guys's thoughts and comments on. Uh on your perspectives of single player games and games as a service and multiplayer games and what you like. So I think uh, I saw something interesting today coming from discord. It looked like there was a ask a question feature being launched maybe in beta right now. Well, that's right. Yeah. We have released a section in which uh, we have podcasts and the first podcast we release, of course, to our discord community of pixel pub is the, we talk nerd podcast, of course. So what we have is we want to implement, uh, you know, just a, a, a way for you all, our listeners, to ask some questions to us. And it's a good way to just go to a forum, put, put your questions in, and it'll be posted to the public and for us to possibly read and answer on the next episode. Oh, sure. It's also a good place to maybe even leave maybe a topic you want us to talk about. That's true. About. Absolutely. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, and we'd like to hear some feedback too on what maybe you think of the new, you know, format of the show. We're trying to stick to a single topic and be a little bit more conversational as opposed to, you know, news or reviews. All feedback, all good, all those likes, all those, you know, share with your friends, all those things. And of course, we'll be in the Discord uh, talking to you guys and gals. The We Talk Nerd podcast is part of the Pixel Pub gaming community. For more information regarding our community and the games we play, please visit pixelpubgaming.com. Join our Discord partnered community. Gain XP for chatting, earn levels, and enter our giveaways. Please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash pixelpub. The We Talk Nerd podcast is made possible because of listeners like you. Support us by sharing this podcast with your friends and leaving us a five-star review. See you, nerds.